What up, Rinku Army and New Japan fans? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. On this special edition of the Square Circle Podcast, I will be going over in full New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence that was at the LA Coliseum on August 14th. This was definitely show of the year. And I'm going to scream it at the top of my lungs for everyone to hear on the top of a mountain, anywhere that anyone can hear me. New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Resurgence in the LA Coliseum from start to finish. That was show of the year. They had many match of the year candidates. They had very smart matchups and the pacing was just all around great. It felt really great to watch the aesthetic, the lighting, the fans, everything felt right. Everything felt like a New Japan Pro Wrestling show just on American soil and catered and tailored to the Western style of professional wrestling. And definitely after watching Surgeons on Fight TV because I wanted the English commentary, even though I had the New Japan Pro Wrestling subscription, I just wanted to hear it in English commentary with Kevin Kelly, Alex Kozlov, and the drama king Matt Morris himself, or as we know him as Aiden English. I was also in a watch party to watch Resurgence, and that was really fun. I really do have a great time with the rest of the Thomas Island crew. So it was really great watching it with friends and just experiencing wrestling together as a whole. This is how the format will probably go. As you know, I love breaking down matches, but I'm not going to break down each and every match on this card down in full like I usually do. There'll be some highlights, some stuff that I thought in the matches were really good, some story tidbits and overall thoughts and everything like that. On the New Japan Resurgence card, there was a total of eight matches along with two surprises. So instead of having you guys sit here for the three hours that Resurgence was, this podcast is not going to reach three hours. I'm going to try to keep it under at least an hour. So I'm going to break it up. So for this podcast episode, I would definitely be talking about the first five and then we'll get into all the juicy stuff that happened towards the end of the resurgence card and if you guys enjoy all of my analysis anything that i talk about professional wrestling and the way i break down matches and stories make sure to tell a friend to listen to the square circle podcast with your host marie shadows our first match on the new japan resurgence card was alex coglin taking on carl Fredericks. Alex Coughlin is still a young lion. Carl Fredericks graduated. That's why you're able to see Carl Fredericks with a different ring attire than Alex Coughlin. This was Alex Coughlin's challenge series, and he decided to make it open to everybody. He defeated Impact's X-Division champion Josh Alexander and also PJ Black, and he was looking to add Carl Fredericks to that list of who he has defeated. I believe this is sort of Alex's own journey to prove to Shibata and LA Dojo that he's about ready to graduate, that he's putting everything that he learned in the LA Dojo from Shibata to the test. 
because we saw a similar thing happen to Suji and Yuya before they graduated, that they were going through a series of matches, their own gauntlets. So I believe this is like Alex's way of doing it on his own to show the world that he is one of the best and everything that Shibata has taught him made him into this all around wrestler. The matchup between these two was really great. And I believe it was a really important way to open up the show of New Japan Pro Wrestling. It gave fans, whether they're fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling, just became fans, casual fans of wrestling in general, when they watched this opening match, it makes them wonder that what have they been missing? It was a really great showcase of their young talent that they have in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it set the tone for the rest of the night. This isn't the first time that Carl Fredericks is taking on Alex Coughlin. They fought before on New Japan Strong. And right now, according to commentary, Carl Fredericks is 3-0 and against Alex Coughlin. The match was a counter wrestling match. Who could one up who, who can get out of the holds faster, who can inflict more damage. It was basically an even match all the way through. There's a lot of chain wrestling, and a lot of forearms being tossed around. One point, a gut buster. And then to add insult to injury, a deadlift gut buster suplex. Regardless of Alex being a young lion with a limited moveset, because they give that to all young lions. He makes the most of his moves in this match. There are no wasted emotions, no wasted time. And that's from both of them. Everything was sharp and everything was tight. Carl Fredericks managed to do a amazing running drop kick and an elbow drop and then did the STF on Alex Coughlin. And as Alex was trying to get to the ropes, Carl Fredericks decides to smash Alex's face into the mat to disorient him but Alex Coughlin is definitely persistent he managed to get to the ropes to cause a rope break see that's a very smart thing that a wrestler can do if you have someone in a submission and they're trying to get to the ropes make sure to disorient them to try and have them tap out Carl Fredericks then manages to do a chop and a neck breaker to Alex however Alex power counters that with a side suplex this whole match, like I said, back and forth was about who could counter the best moves. Then we had a fall away slam with a beautiful bridge. Unfortunately, there was a kick out. There's some powerful clotheslines and Fredericks kicks out. But in the end, Fredericks manages to do some combo attacks on Alex Coughlin and then does his finisher, the Manifest Destiny. And we have Carl Fredericks winning the match against Alex Coughlin. Alex Coughlin showed the world why he is going to be one of the best wrestlers, not only in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but wherever he goes. And this challenge series is a very tough thing to endure, especially when you're going up against the best. And sometimes even on your best day, you could definitely be beaten, but that doesn't mean that you stay down forever. I don't see Alex Coughlin staying down after this defeat from Carl Fredericks. I do see New Japan Pro Wrestling allowing Alex Coughlin to continue this challenge series. Imagine if we get Alex in AEW for him to take on the very best of the best. Imagine we get Alex in Impact Wrestling to take on the best of the best. Imagine if we get Alex in Ring of Honor, if there's ever going to be a Ring of Honor deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Who knows? But at least you know that 
Alex is willing to put in the work, has put in the work, and definitely has improved. Just because he lost to Carl Fredericks does not mean that he starts from ground zero. He can definitely build upon it, learn from his mistakes, and hopefully the LA Dojo can give him a little bit more movesets, a little bit more freedom. That way the real Alex Coughlin can shine through. Like I said, this opening match was a phenomenal start. This opening match would definitely be going down as a match of the month. The second match on the card is a trios match. On one side, we had Rocky Romero teaming up with Fred Rosser, teaming up with Willie Yuta, taking on TJP, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita. This was a fun match to watch. I am a Ren Narita fan. I am also a Rocky Romero fan. And Fred Rosser is one hell of a wrestler. TJP, we know that he can do it all. And Clark Connors is definitely a wrestler to watch. And Clark Connors is also a recent graduate of the LA Dojo. So automatically we have some bad blood brewing. And that's between Fred Rosser and Ren Narita. Apparently there was a miscommunication that happened and Ren took it one way while Fred took it another way. So now these guys are at each other's throats. While the other wrestlers just wanted to have a regular match, whenever Fred Rosser got into the ring, he would definitely go to the opponent's side and knock down Ren Narita, and Ren Narita would try to do the same thing when he got into the ring. There's just this really bad animosity between the two. We start off with some chain wrestling between TJP and Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta is definitely a wrestler to watch. You saw him on AEW. He also holds the IWTV belt as well, and he's making a name for himself on the indie circuit. After the chain wrestling, we see a combination tag team move from TJP and Clark Connors, a suplex into a bulldog combo. Rocky Romero comes in with some kicks to Clark Connors, and then Connors with a strong shoulder tackle, bringing Rocky down. Fred Roster gets in there, and there is a strong showing Pushes Renarita right off the apron, like I said earlier, which not surprisingly, Renarita gets upset and tries to come into the match to do some damage to Fred Rosser. And that allows for a triple team attack on Fred Rosser. TJP, Clark Connors, and Narita are attacking Rosser in the middle of the ring until Rocky comes in and breaks up that pin. If that pin would have happened, they would have lost the match. After the breakup pin, we have a tough fight between Narita and Fred Rosser. There is a double knee gut buster to Narita from Fred Rosser to slow down the momentum. And then everyone comes in and everyone hits their finisher on somebody. We have Rocky Romero coming in doing the forever clotheslines to TJP and Clark Connors. However... Clark Connors manages to stop Rocky with the forever clotheslines, but that doesn't matter. Rocky is the OG. Rocky does a double hurricanrana on TJP and Clark Connors and finishes it out with the forever clotheslines. How it looks like Rocky is getting the upper hand for his team. Unfortunately, he is double teamed by TJP and Clark Connors. You have TJP coming off the top rope with a splash and Clark Connors doing his finisher and getting the cover and the win over Rocky Romero and his team. So we have the team of TJP, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita as the winners of this trios match. 
Now, post-match, we saw Ren Narita and Fred Rosser nose-to-nose staring each other down, waiting for one to strike. Sooner or later, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have to give us this feud of Fred Rosser versus Ren Narita. They are both two hard-hitting wrestlers. They are both great at this game. And I just want to see a really good fight because it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a fight. If you've seen any previous Ren Narita matches, Ren Narita goes in there with the mentality of, he's going to kill you. This is why he works well with Shibata. This is why he's under Shibata's wing because he has that same ferociousness as Shibata. So it makes all the perfect sense. Fred Rosser has definitely been putting in the work ever since leaving WWE and he has been doing a wonderful job. There is a newfound aggression within him and Every one of his matches is a treat to watch, especially that no DQ against Bullet Club's own Hikaleo. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not been watching New Japan Strong, I recommend getting the NJPWWorld.com subscription for only $9.99 a month and you get New Japan Strong included in that subscription price every single Friday at 10 p.m. And you can watch it on demand and watch Fred Rosser, Ren Narita, and the rest of the New Japan Strong roster grow into amazing wrestlers that can tell amazing stories. New Japan Researchers gave us a 10-man tag. On one side, we had Danny Limelight, Tom Lawler, J.R. Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Joel Nelson. On the other side, we had Lilo Rush, Chris Dickinson, Fred Yeh, Adrian Quest, and the newly graduated Young Lion from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Yuya Yamura, which I was extremely happy that he was at Resurgence. I also wanted Suji to be at Resurgence too. Like, I love those two guys. And I'm happy that those two guys got to graduate. Now I'm just waiting on the restrictions to be lifted from the U.S. to the U.K. So that way, Gabriel Kidd could come back to New Japan Pro Wrestling and Gabriel Kidd can also eventually graduate the New Japan Dojo system and have all three of them. They are my favorite young lions, post-young lions, and I can't wait to see what all three of them do in the wrestling world, especially with Yuya being in New Japan Resurgence and also Suji going on his excursion all the way in Britain at Rev Pro. So I'm extremely excited for those two. So while this 10-man tag was definitely chaotic, I'm not going to break down the match, but I might say something that... A lot of fans will not agree with. So here it goes. I am not a Leo Rush fan. Now, hear me out. Leo Rush has had many great matches to a lot of fans that consider them great matches. This is the first time that I actually decided to sit down because I have to watch the show and watch this match. And the things that he were doing in this match are all flashy. And of course, it's all the flippy stuff. And it just reminded me of the conversation that we always have about Will Ospreay. Ospreay, before he decided to mature a little bit in his arsenal and also the way he tells stories and also the way that he fights his opponents. Leo Rush is still giving us the flashy 
stuff that he does and it just looks like he has to continue to go to the next to the next to the next rather than taking a breather and letting us breathe with him to realize that the moves that he does to his opponents have an impact now i get it he's the smallest guy out of everyone here so he has to really stick and move he really has to do those quick spots he really has to show people that he could hang with the bigger, larger wrestlers in this match. So I could get it from that perspective, but all I was seeing when it was his turn to be in the ring fighting the other guys was all the flash, all the kicks that didn't mean anything. All of that didn't mean anything. You're giving me these amazing moves, these athletic moves that I know that I can't do, but at the same time, you're not giving me substance behind these moves. And that's all I care about. Give me substance behind the moves that you do. Give me substance behind the words that you say. If you don't do this, I'm not going to believe you as a professional wrestler. I will say that you have the most greatest athletic ability because I really can't do the things that you do. But looking from an outside perspective, make me believe why I should cheer for you. Make me believe why I should boo for you and make me believe why you are one of the best in the match and why you really do this. And also, I can't stand the I'm holier than thou attitude that he supposedly has or the way that he comes off. So altogether, I'm just not a Leo Rush fan. This match proved why I'm not really a fan. And then also with all the rumors and stories of him, the way he departed WWE and all this kind of stuff, I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Aside from that... Adrian Quest had to be put in this match because Brody Kane mysteriously and at the last second got pulled from this match. We don't know what happened, but Brody Kane did release a statement on Twitter saying that he's fine. So it could be a bunch of numerous things that happened to make him not come to this match and get pulled from it and have Adrian Quest in there. And Adrian Quest is a really good wrestler. He was really holding his own and he's also another one to watch. And then, of course, we come to my favorite, Yuya. Yuya turned it up and Yuya is amazing in the match. Yuya managed to do a big powerbomb. He did his finisher, the deadbolt suplex, picking up the victory for his team in this 10-man tag. What I'm really excited about and happy about is that New Japan Pro Wrestling allowed the Young Lions to pick up the win in these matches. Yuya is picking up the win for the 10-man tag. We saw Clark Connors picking up the win in the trios tag. And while these two guys are not Young Lions anymore, for the sake of this conversation, I'm grouping them in as Young Lions to just talk about the amazing trust that New Japan Pro Wrestling management has to give the victories over to the once young lions of new japan pro wrestling and what i really enjoyed about the 10-man tag was that during post-match when yuya went down to the commentator's desk and he wanted to speak into a microphone and you see that he goes straight to kevin kelly kevin kelly tries to give him the headset tries to say something and the smile that kevin kelly has is like a proud father watching their son do something great 
And that is the forever moment in New Japan Pro Wrestling when you know that you have a great product, when you know that you have a great company that values professional wrestling, that values storytelling, and everything makes sense. And when you know that the New Japan Dojo system works and creates the best wrestlers to head into the future, the next generation. And Kevin Kelly's smile is just priceless. And so Yuya finally gets a microphone and gets into the ring and tries to speak English. And he does have his heavy accent, but the longer that he stays in America, it will slowly go away. And, you know, maybe his English would get better. But congrats to him on being so fearless while probably being nervous to talk in English in front of an English crowd. So I'm happy that he at least tried. He tells us that he wants to get stronger and he wants to be part of the LA Dojo and calls out Shibata. Shibata comes out and Shibata says, come with me gives him a LA Dojo shirt and the rest is history. Congratulations to Yuya Yuromura for joining the LA Dojo under Shibata's training. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that I promised the first five on the New Japan Resurgence card, which included Juice Robinson versus Hikaleo and Ishii versus Moose. But I would like to give those matches ample time for me to talk about it, break it down, and also tell you about story elements and other thoughts I had behind watching these matches and the possibilities of the what ifs. If I were to keep going, this podcast episode would definitely run close to an hour long, but I've said a bunch of stuff for the first three matches, things you might agree with, things you might not agree with, which is totally okay. So I'm going to wrap up here for part one of reviewing New Japan Resurgence, which was definitely show of the year. And I'm going to keep saying that I'm going to come back with part two with Juice Robinson versus Hikaleo and Ishii versus Moose. After that, Osprey and the tag team match that came after that, which is the Good Brothers versus John Moxley and a partner of his choosing with the second surprise happening of the night that's going to have its own podcast episode. And then I'm going to close this whole thing out with Jay White versus David Finley for that never open weight championship title. And the main event of Lance Archer versus Tanahashi for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I love talking about professional wrestling. You guys know this and it is definitely my super passion and I break down professional wrestling like no other. So if you highly enjoyed this episode, make sure to spread this on social media, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere else on the internet world. Make sure to tell a friend. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. If you want to listen to this episode, it's going to be available via audio at anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. It will be available on Spotify and Apple podcasts as well. The video will come out soon over on the YouTube side, youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast. If you want to support me directly, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows is where you can support all things wrestling that I love, meaning vlogs, podcasts, video casts, 
behind the scenes when I'm out and about on the indie circuit. Give me feedback on my commentary reels. Read my blogs. Read my scripts. My blogs. Brainstorm with me. Anything creative. Anything I want to put out into the world to make dreams come true. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Marie Shadows so we can make wrestling memories together. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys in the next one.